Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spurs Show Live, the first of a series of intimate Spurs shows for holders of the Spurs Show season ticket, which you can get at season.spurshow.net. Gets you and a guest in for free. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we have, for those of you at home, we have three guests. We're here live at the Albany in Great Portland Street. David Harris, Paul Coit, and Hunter Davis. On the, uh, this first show, we go out early in the week, and the second show, uh, specifically talking about the wonderful Glory game, will come out uh, later on this week. Uh, but firstly, let's, uh, we've got lots to talk, lots, because there was no show last week because of that really annoying international break, which always comes in far too early in the season. Um, so, firstly, just to remind you, this season we are backed by Labrooks, who are giving us, all listeners, a free bet. Uh, deposit £5 and get a £20 free bet. All you've got to do is go to bet.spurshow.net. Gentlemen, right, let's talk about... Um, we'll talk about the game that was... was Saturday, wasn't it? I've no idea what day it is. But it was my birthday. On it's it's cause your birthday, isn't it? Completely thrown. Yeah. Is know, anybody know? I don't it's, know where it's, I am. It's it's Mike's fiftieth birthday. Yeah. By the way, can we have a round of applause for Mike? Yeah. Happy birthday! Thank you very much. Thank you. The oldest uh, one on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> just about hunted. Just yeah, about. I know. But um, Saturday. Let's talk about Saturday first, because I mean, it was a game that I think most Spurs fans would have thought. Mm, Got score draw of it all over again, like it did last season. We were sort of yeah, I, you know. But, we, I, we, but Paul, we battered them. We absolutely, we absolutely battered, battered it. Them. It was it was like it was going back to the end of last season again, which is what you know we really wanted at the end of last season. Thinking, you know, why does the season end now? This is now we're finally getting going. Mm. Then at the start, a little bit worried. And I'll be honest with you, being a true Spurs fan, I'm thinking, oh no, this, we're, we're not going. This is going to be a disaster for us at Goodison. But it was magnificent. I thought they were absolutely absolutely fantastic and it, it, it reignites my excitement again for it, the rest I mean, of the season. David, there was this, a, a stat I read today. If you take the last two games away from home of last season yeah. uh, and the first two this season, we have the best away aggregate over four games away since 1892. 
Would you run that by me one more time? It's, it's, if you take the aggregate <laughs> scores, I remember it well. You remember it well. <laughs> and the a train leaves game. Boston at three o'clock, and the other one comes. I in don't well. know who looks these things up. But there's always someone on Twitter or Facebook that comes out these unbelievable stats. And when we're flying away from home, aren't we, David? I mean, we are. I mean, uh, even Sissoko had a good game. Yeah, I he mean, did. You know, wonders will never cease. I think it also showed that the importance of Ericsson is to the team. I think he's the real creative hub of that team. Um, and playing in that floating role of Ali Kane as well, moving around pitch. This, the, the Everton defenders couldn't control it, couldn't handle it. And uh, you know, away from home, we looked really good. I mean, Hunter. I mean, you, you, sort of, you think sort of he's as good as Modric, Ericsson? Uh, similar build, similar flair, similar weight, similar hairstyle. They're quite hair is different. The hair, hair is, is different, different Hunter. <laughs> yeah, apart from that, I think Modric is marginally better. But Ericsson is brilliant, isn't he? He is fantastic. He, yeah. There was a time, wasn't there? I think at the, this time last, last season, season he started um, Paul. It was like, well, and yeah. then when, once he gets, he's getting better every season. Wow, so yeah. he is improving, isn't he? Um, I think he is a fantastic. The thing about him was when he first came from Denmark, he was the star player, and there were two or three seasons when people said he's going to be bought, Spurs are buying, and people didn't buy him. And I thought there's something wrong with him. People behind the scenes know there's a flaw. Otherwise, you'd be here already. So when he came, I was in two minds, but he's been brilliant. The Everton game, I didn't see it live. I saw it on the telly match of the day. And it wasn't until the final whistle blew, I thought, bloody hell, was Wayne playing? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he wasn't mentioned. He's had he a busy yeah, Drinks while he's driving was a and great I, chart. And the then way I ends. thought, but the next day I heard... The crowd, the Spurs crowd, were singing. Mm. What were they singing? Only drink when you're driving. Yeah, only drink, which is funny. You know, <laughs> I, I I ghosted Wayne Rooney's autobiography. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> or was it? Was he a nice chap? And it was. Uh, do you want to hear that story now? Yes. Yeah, why not? Now, now you mentioned you ghostwrote Rooney's book. Why not? I do a column in the New Statesman and have on football, and I have done every week in the football season since for 20 years. And about eight years ago, there was a piece in the newspaper saying Wayne Rooney's biography has been bought by HarperCollins for £5 million over the rest of his lifetime. So there'll be five biographies, autobiographies by Wayne lasting his whole career. And I did my column on the Friday saying, taking the piss out of him, how stupid. <laughs> Shakespeare at 19, nobody was doing his biography. Mozart at 21, no... Why would a lad of 19 be up to having a biography, not just one, but loads? On Monday morning, I got a call from HarperCollins asking me, telling me, you're on the shortlist to ghost Wayne's biography. <laughs> would you like to meet him? And I said, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic idea, long overdue. <laughs> so I went to HarperCollins' posh offices in Hammersmith, and I went into the boardroom, and there was Paul, how's your father? Paul Stretford, his manager. The lawyer was there. His accountant was there. A woman in a suit was there, who was his brand manager. And there was a goon six foot five at the door in a suit. And that was his personal ex-superintendent of Scotland Yard, bodyguard. And Wayne eventually came with his hoodie and his tracky bottoms. <laughs> And I said, if I got the job, this is how I would do the book. You've got to be totally honest with me. You mustn't lie. 
because it gets so complicated. I have to be have to have eight months with you, and I'll have to spend at least three hours with you once a month. And I would like to have you got any memorabilia? And he said, "What's memorabilia?" So I explained what that was, and I, and I had uh, a fascinating eight months with him. And I went to see his mum. He's at Man United, and his mother's in a posh house, but she's still working, and she comes home from work in her uniform, which is sort of yellow top and a black tunic. Right, what was her job? Quick, what was her job? Paul. I've no idea. She was the dinner lady. Oh, was she? Yeah, and she kept being a dinner lady, even though Wayne was earning millions at Man United. I have done the Beatles biography, and asked them the same thing, have you got memorabilia, have you got school reports? And only Ringo's mother could find a school report, which is ironic because Ringo never went to school. (laughs) (laughs) He was always poorly and ill, and the other ones couldn't find anything. When I did Gaza, his mother said, oh, I think I might have a swimming certificate that Paul won aged eight. I said, gold dust. And I pushed up in the loft and we never found it. But Mrs. Rooney came with, when I went to see her, she had two piles in chronological order. One was every letter from this Everton Academy to Wayne from the age of eight onwards. Now, you're all football fans, and you must know by now that academies are totally secretive. You don't know who works there, you don't know what their system is or their training, and you don't know the names of the children who are playing there because somebody will nick them, especially Chelsea. So having all this inside information was fascinating. The other pile was a load of his school reports from the age of four at nursery school. The book was totally rubbish, but the memorabilia (laughs) was boring. And the book sold, this is English unless you're in the media, the book sold 40,000 in hardback. And the man who was head of HarperCollins sports department got the push. When I did Gaza, Gaza's, Augusta Gaza's autobiography, and he sold 10 times as many in six months, 400,000 in hardback. Wow. And the reason why Gaza is still alive and well, roughly today, is the income from that book. Is that right? Anyway, so I watched the telly. <laughs> I thought, where the hell is Wayne? Yeah. So he obviously wasn't really there. The highlight, they, for the, the highlights. highlights, I don't think you saw him once in the highlights. Whether that's because yeah. of the whole drink driving, you know, yeah. personal problems, I don't know. But no, it was Spurs dominated totally. Actually, I was disappointed by Spurs. They missed so many goals, it should have been 8 0. And that's vital because Harry's been miss- missing chances all. October, all August, yeah, yeah. and if only one had gone in, and he had chances against Burnley and Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea the post. but he had yeah. twice as many. But now he's hitting the goal. Which is well, good. Let's talk about Harry because obviously right. he he was uh, scored his hundredth goal for Tottenham, seventeenth um, player in his history of Tottenham. Is that correct? Seventeenth. I'm looking the, out at the audience here. Seventeenth player to score hundred goals for Tottenham. Did you uh, read the correct? list? Yes. Did, I read the list of all the people who have scored over 100 goals. And I think I'm a football expert. I think I'm a Spurs fan. (laughs) And two or three names were totally meaningless because they never gave you the date. And I thought it must have been 1880s, some of them. 
Somebody mm. called Morris. Did you take it? Did you read the list? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen the list. list. Yeah. I, haven't I just seen saw the, list. the recent players. It was, you know, Hoddle, Defoe, yeah, Keane, obviously, yeah. Sheringham. Mm. Uh, obviously, Chivers is there. Jimmy Graves is top, isn't he? Yeah. Then, then it's uh, uh, who is it? Bobby Smith, I think, is next. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then, uh, then Sheringham is on the list Jermaine as well. Jermaine, Jermaine Defoe is Defoe on the list. Is... And Martin Chivers, of course, yeah. is third. Yeah. yeah. Robbie King. Yeah. Yeah. He's it. I mean, I'm trying to be early players. There's, there's quite a few, the quite a few ahead of Harry. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's you know he's, he's only young. He's 24 years old. Yeah. But let me ask you: When Harry broke through, did you honestly think this guy is oh, going yeah. to turn into this superstar now? No. No one. But did. the crowd, the fans, were supporting him and shouting for him before Mauricio really realised. I think. Mm. I think the fans were ahead of the game. We were shouting. I don't know. I oh, just, so I just through, so I've got I've got the the top ten list here: oh, Greaves, right. Smith, Chivers, yeah. Cliff Jones. Oh, no, you give me the wrong. Cliff is four. Yeah, yeah. Cliff is four. Appearances anyway. Top score. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It does fine. It's fine. George Hunt was the one I was thinking of. That was of. the one I can't remember. Hunt. It's like Alan Freeman is Hunt alive again, isn't it? Really? Hunt was in the 30s. I was a 30s player. The Duke, Len Dukeman. We didn't know he scored 100. Yeah. Gilly. Yeah. We'll talk about Gilly later in your book. Yeah. And Sheringham Keane, the top 10. There we are. Thank but you, when, when Kane broke through, I mean, he, was, he had Soldado and Adebayor, the other two strikers at the club mm-hmm. at the yeah. time. And when he broke through, to be honest, he reminded me of Mark Falco. Yes, I yeah, totally agree. It's a very good comparison. Local boy. Yeah, local boy. Yeah, physic- physically. That's right. And we were spoiled yeah. in those days of, uh, you know, Archibald Crooks and, yeah. and Hoddle yeah. and Waddle. That, you know, if we beat Everton 5-3, Falco was always the one who scored the goal when he was sitting on his ass six mm-hmm. yards always out. Fell over, always always fell over. Always fell over. Apart from that spectacular volley against Arsenal. When yeah, 5-0. Yeah. Yeah. So he reminded me of him. But yeah. Kane has gone on to be, you know, absolutely, he's defied all our expectations. Um, and, you know, let's hope he gets to 200 as quick as possible. I, did, I didn't think he would be as consistent as he has been. No, no, no one did. I didn't no, think he no had it in him. I mean, I he's got fast because, you know, one thing about him, you sort of go, you know, maybe, you know, a bit yeah. of six, but, but he's, he's, he's getting quicker. He's, I mean, he's, he's a, getting I mean, quicker. The, the thing I do know about Harry Kane... Tell us, tell us, Paul. Is he courting? He actually needs a book, Hunter, if you're interested. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Is he is a, a total, total professional. And I, and I spoke to I, I had a dude oh, the, at the end of the summer, and I was speaking to his mum. And it's always, I'm sure you find the same, it's always interesting to speak to the parents course, yeah. and, and what you can learn from that. And I said, look, I just want to say, of all the people that I've seen come and go at Spurs, Harry still seems the same person. And, and I have seen them. You see the difference in them. You know, they, they, they first get... They're very nice, and then they get that first taste of stardom. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter what business you're in, does it? You see that, and then, then it all levels out, and then they're okay again. Whereas Harry has stayed the same. And he sh- and she said, "Well, I'll be honest with you. You know, people would call him boring because he stays in, he doesn't go out, he works very hard, he makes sure he gets the right seat, and he's a total 100% professional and dedicated to what he does, which obviously keeps him on the right track, and he's always going to go in the right it's direction. It's what all managers want. Yeah, of course, it's yeah. what yeah. I mean, he's the manager's the, dream. It's what the lie awake. There was an interview, uh, there was an article about him a couple of weeks ago, and I presume they sat down with him, because, you know, they're saying not only was he looking at, you know, getting the 100 goals, I suppose, he's always looking ahead at what Messi and Ronaldo have scored and where he is in terms of those kind of players. How do you explain him not scoring in August? (laughs) 
I did a it must be a thing, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? What, what do you think? Is it in his head? I don't know. It, it's yeah. it's got to be somewhere, yeah. isn't it? It's one of those weird spurs it's just, things. Like it's maybe it's one of can't these. Can't win at Wembley. It, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like you saying Bolt it? doesn't start the yeah. first twenty meters of yeah. a hundred meter race. Uh, go out the blocks like that. Maybe it's the same with Harry scoring yeah. goals. In my then, New Statesman column, which you never miss, which is just a of funny, course. a funny column, I suggest August should be renamed. Yeah. So Harry doesn't know. And I've said <laughs> Wembley Stadium should be called Neasden Central Stadium. Yes. Yeah. So when Spurs play there, they don't know. And that also said the England team should not be called England anymore because right. once they put on the shirt, they're brilliant players for their clubs. They're rubbish and depressing. We're so fed up with it. We should call it Britannia. There you go. Yeah. And that will clear all their problems in their little minds. I think they're playing for Stoke. <laughs> yeah, going, going, trying, trying to bring us back to the sort of Everton again. Oh, sorry. I mean, it's just quite yeah. a while, absolutely fine. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I think we all know out there that, you know, we're going to struggle at Wembley. You know, we're not, we've already dropped more points than we did last season at Hart Lane. So our waveform, which was patchy last season, is so important. And, okay, Newcastle you can't really sort of use because they're an awful side. But Everton, who spent a lot of money, and we, they, we didn't give them a sniff. Normally these sort of games, you know, we've been through enough of them. You sort of go a goal up and it's sort of miss hit thing and then it sort of just goes wrong or even at 2-0. It's been a Spurs fan, 2 nils never enough. But to get the third goal straight after the, second, the beginning of the second half, to, you know, it's very rare as a Spurs fan you actually sit back on your seat and relax and you can enjoy, enjoy 40 minutes of football because you know you've won the game. Why were Everton so useless? I just don't think we gave, they gave, gave up. They lost confidence. They've got a very good manager who must have yeah. screamed at them at half time. I can't remember whether some vital players missing. I mean, I don't think they've replaced Lukaku. I mean, no, got, that's their one problem. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. The big, I mean, they've, they're, they're, they're lacking that real pace up front. I mean, Sigurdsson. Yeah. There was talk about us buying him back. I wasn't so sure about that. But he he's a good player, but he hasn't got top top pace. Mm. And I think without Lukaku, and they haven't adequately replaced him, yeah. then I think that's an issue for them this season. Mm. Well, let's, let's look, let's look uh, we're going to look at the, uh, because there wasn't no show last week, we'll look at the transfer window after this break. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. And we're back. That's what we do, you see. We, we rest break and we drop in something and there we go. Uh, thanks to the, the adverts you heard there. Now, the transfer window, because we, we, we didn't do a show last week, was, again, we were all sort of crying out, we need a strike. I mean, you know, I don't know but Martinez has come in, which was done before the transfer window, who made his debut at the weekend. Uh, Aurier, as well, was sort of talked about in the paper and that did happen. From PSG, but the biggest surprise, uh, I don't think any Spurs fans saw this one coming, um, was Fernando Llorente. Why didn't um, they play him? Why didn't they play him on? Well, good, against well, Everton. Well, well, we'll come on to that in a minute. So oh, right. I think they're, they're resting. So you know the this answer. Game on Wednesday. Well, I don't know. <laughs> You're going to make it up. I think they're resting. I think <laughs> you're going to guess. See, you'll see him on Wednesday against yeah. Dortmund, I'm sure. But Llorente, were you, David? Were you? Were you? Were you were you, were, you, were you pleased with the transfer window, or was, do you think we were still lacking something from that? Well, I don't think Danny Rose needed to use his Google search engine to look up Lorente, so, <laughs> so hopefully he'll be happy with that signing. Um, oh, look, thank you. I think, I think the question about the squad and, and the window is, is that have we added to the quality of the squad? So is Lorente an upgrade on Janssen? 
definitely. Yeah, well, Janssen yeah. obviously has gone. I think my granny's had, my granny's an upgrade to Fenerbahce. I mean, I know they're a Turkish team, but what, what are they looking at? They sort of done the sort of Spurs greatest hits on YouTube and go, yeah, that we've got to get this guy in. It's unbelievable, isn't it? So you know? I think so. He was, he was basically told that. You know, because they try to move into Brighton and... See, that would have been a good move, wouldn't it? Yeah, I I think so. Mm. But um, he he didn't want to go. Until he was obviously told, especially when Lorente came in, you are not even second choice now. You're effectively fourth choice, even behind Sun, when he plays, you know, in a more forward position. Lorente was good for uh, Swansea, but he wasn't as good as that bloke, that Spanish one, who went, only stayed a season and disappeared. Uh, he was brilliant. Yeah, Michu. What was wrong with him? Why did I he don't suddenly know. go? I don't know. But I mean, Lorente has been terrific. linked with Spurs for how many years? Yeah. For years, Lorente was 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 linked. I think I think it's an inspired signing. Yeah. I think he's you know a proven Premier League goal scorer. Yep. Good in the air. If you think about the fullbacks we've got whipping the ball in, and and again, it hopefully will take the pressure off Kane a bit. Not obviously Kane's going to start, but you look at League Cup and, and certain games. What do you, you think of someone, Sanchez? Huh? I mean, obviously, you buy anybody who calls Sanchez. That's what yes, all football I, I managers do. Yeah, Sanchez, I did, I did, I did, I did say Martinez. It used to be Alan. He was called Alan, we'll have him. Now it's moved on. I was I, surprised that he started. In the Everton game, it was only afterwards that all the clever clogs in the papers said, what a brilliant back three. They were so solid. I was aware of him, but I didn't, he didn't strike me as particularly brilliant. How about you? Well, they took the Everton striker was t- he was hauled off because yeah. he didn't get a look in against that, him. That's a clue, you know. Yeah. So that that that's a clue, really. I, I spoke to someone. Uh, I went to Amsterdam for a couple of days with the family, and we, you know, you oh, do yeah. the tour. Yeah, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> with the family, <laughs> okay. we left. They left in a hotel. Too many biographies there, Hunter. You're looking for the story. <laughs> so, so there I am with the kids. That makes it even worse. So um, went on the, the Ajax tour. You know, they had a oh, tour around yeah. the, the stadium. Uh, and there was the, the, the tour guide who just couldn't... Because they, they sit there and said, right, well, who's your favourite team and who's your favourite team? Uh, and then they went, ah, oh, the Spurs. And they started talking about Tottenham. And, and Sanchez, this woman, just couldn't say. And I said, oh, he's our best player. This, is like, this guy's amazing. What a signing. So um, It cost us a lot of money, yeah. didn't it? There's yeah, obviously yeah. Some well, there's there. a lot of bad ones that have cost, us, that cost yeah, a lot of money in the true. past. So did but, you put your trip on Expenses because it counts as research. I think it probably does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but but I, th- I think he's going to be. I think he's going to yeah. be terrific. I, th- I think, and people will probably disagree with me. I prefer. I, mean, I love Wanyama, and I think in certain games against the big teams, you need him. But against the lesser teams, I think Dyer in think the middle cuts off. moves cuts the ball quicker and moves the ball quicker than Wanyama. Wanyama gets the ball, stops, does a three hundred and sixty degree turn. It slows everything down. And I think now having this, this new guy from, from Ajax to play in those three centre-halves and to put Dyer in the middle, which we all know Dyer wants to play in that position, yeah. the whole talk about he might go to United, wants to go United, maybe that's appeasing him. I think the fact we, that he made his debut so quickly is, is hopefully quite telling. I'm not a Dyer fan. What, at all? Not, not, really? a, not a fab fan. I don't think he's absolutely brilliant. He's better than Phil Jones, but everybody in this room is better than Phil Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, the managers raved about him. The England team raves about him. And I can't see his skill. Mm. I can see he's intelligent and sensible. Well, again, o- I mean... On the whole, he passes the ball well, mm. but he's not really creative. 
He's not creative, but I think yeah. he, he, as I said, he puts in some very important But we have two sensible players quickly. beside him. Yeah. What we need in that position is a real, another Ericsson mm. behind him. Was really creative. I can't think of who it should be. Well, obviously, Barkley deal didn't happen. But well done. I mean, whatever happens to Ryan Barkley, yeah. well done for turning down Chelsea. To actually yes. go there and go, nah. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Yeah, but apparently, he never even met Conte, did he? Yeah. The, 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 the Chelsia board, what, whatever. It was what like, happened. well, you want to sign me, the manager's not even here, I, I'm going home. Well, Barkley tried to ring him or something, and Conte didn't answer the phone, or his phone was switched off. And would you? Oh, really? Yeah. Would you have bought Barkley? You think he would help Spurs? Well, he's, he's obviously injured, but I think, yes. Would I, you have him in the team? Yeah, uh, uh, not starting, not, not when Ericsson's playing. And who well. would get the push? Who would be on the bench? Well, I think, I think he's the sort of to push Ericsson, isn't he? That's how I see it. If you you look at the Chelsea semi-final last year, so Chelsea brought on Costa and Hazard, and the the commentary around us at the time was, well, who could we bring off the bench? Mm -hmm. And I think if you look on on Saturday's game, well, we had Son, who could we bring off the bench and be an impact player. So by adding to the squad now, you've got Lorente, you've got Son, you can bring them off the bench. I think that's a good thing. Barkley, I think, could be a Pochettino-type player where he transforms him into a consistent performer. And I think that they'll come back for him in January. I think Mauricio must lie awake at night thinking, I could mould Barkley. This is the sort of challenge I like. We know for the last two or three years he's been got amazing talent. And for some reason he hasn't... This happens in football all the time, every generation... These young players, for some reason, they don't move forward. Mm. His chums will have told him uh, what the problem is, if there is a problem, but he thinks he can do it. And that's what all managers and all bosses like. They like to bring, all, all editors, they like to bring people forward who have not realised the potential. Barkley's one of those players. And he could probably do it. But he's, you know, an England international, so there's obviously something there to be played yeah. for England. Uh, anyway, time, time will turn, we'll see what happens. Uh, just before other bits of business, uh, we're here this evening, a lot of people are here, we've got the Spurs Show season ticket, they're here for free, part of the uh, uh, season ticket package. Our next live show uh, is, well at the moment it's October the 24th, although someone, David, did mention that it could be a League Cup fixture, but 20, October the 24th, here at the opening, we've got Bobby Davro and Paul Whitehouse. You want to get tickets, go to season.spurshow.com. Wow. Net. Now, Wednesday, we're back. The Champions League, I can hear the music in my ears. Yeah. Gentlemen, is it going to be any better than last season? Mike, Mike, the music. The music. Is it lasagna, lasagna? <laughs> is that what they're singing? I've absolutely no I've idea. I've always thought that was what the words are. It is you what they're singing. It is. It is what they're singing. Italian. Yeah, I can. It is lasagna. That's exactly what it is. Exactly <laughs> no, seriously, it can't be lasagna. I think it is. No, no, it's that well-known opera. Lasagna. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can you sing it now? I, I can't sing it now, no, because I can't sing. Shall we all sing. sing it? No. No. <laughs> uh, let's, let's not do that. Um, yes, no, so... it's going to be different this year. It yeah. is going to be different this year. Absolutely. Why is that? Paul? Mike, can I ask you a question? Of course. It's very personal. Go on. <laughs> Have you got eyesight problems? And you're not going to can Why is your script in... 26 point Bedoni Bowl. <laughs> 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 Look at the size of it. <laughs> Printed up back. I, you know I, do, I don't need to wear these. I, do that. I am what. twice your age. I can read the smallest prints. <laughs> what, is, what does that suggest? <laughs> anyway, look, we've got Dortmund on Wednesday. Um, I was going to say glory, glory, night, White Hart Lane, but it isn't. Do you think this problem not having these Champions League games against these big teams at Wembley, do you think that's kind of, you know, a hindrance? Hold on, what are we talking about? Well, Wednesday, the curse. I mean, 
We're Sorry? not talking about well, the well, curse, we are, are we? I'm bringing the curse up. You're going to bring up the curse? I'm bringing the yeah. curse up. Look, right, okay. My, my view on the curse. Go on. There's a curse. No, no, that's not The view on the curse. Right. Look at the, the, the teams that we played at Wembley have all been top class apart let's let's leave Burnley out of this for the moment okay. has been top class opposition we played in the Champions League these are good sides mm-hmm. okay. then and, and let's say we didn't lose them all we forget this so is Spurs absolutely but they're not pushovers the other games that we played at Wembley they were big games as well and they're playing and we're playing against top sides so it's not like there's a curse we're never going to win it's it's gonna go. I don't believe in it. I honestly don't believe in it. Something will change. Are we gonna on win on Wednesday? Wednesday? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't say what you see well, with mean, the nose growing. One thing, so, one no, I going, do believe. I do believe going forward yes. is they've got a lot of injuries. Dortmund. Paul, I only hope yes. and pray that your rationale is not on the heads of the players. Right. You don't want the players thinking at, at Wembley we do badly against the top teams. They must never think that going to get into a game. They must never think we're playing a top team. They must think we're going to stuff them. But they it's not badly. Team. I don't mean we, we no. do badly yeah. against the top yeah. teams. What I'm saying is well, that... we lose. Isn't that bad? OK, all right. <laughs> but look, we're playing Borussia Dortmund, who, OK, not as good this season, but still, you know, when the, when the Champions League draw come out, you hear them come out and then... Maybe on Madrid, you're immediately going, oh God, where are we, where are we going to get our points? But were you happy? You were happy with the draw? I'd rather, personally, let's, I'd, ra- I'd rather it, play, let's, let's do it. I'd rather play on paper bigger teams than so-called smaller teams because we always play, we always raise our game historically yeah. against the big teams. Where's Dortmund at the moment in the Bundesliga? Top, top of the top? Yeah. No. Are they really? Yeah. Well, they drew at the weekend oh, the against Freiburg. They, they yeah. drew 0-0 the weekend. Yeah. They've got lots of players out. Reyes, we all know Marco Reyes is out. Yeah. Guerrero is out, Schurler, who played for Chelsea, is out, Durham is out, Roder is out, and then their captain, uh, whose name is. I don't know, it's. Crap. There we are. Yeah. Uh, that's a big letters, that one here. Bartra is out. They've got seven players who normally start. Mike, what Schmelzer. color what what does Borussia Dortmund play in? Yellow. I didn't well, ask I'm you. I'm not colourblind, I'm not colourblind as well. You live in Australia, you've nothing else to do except read football reports. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to see Borussia Dortmund many times, Yes. and they're an absolutely brilliant team, and when our friend at Liverpool was running them, and every time I've seen them, the crowd, their supporters are absolutely brilliant, mm. and they shout and they scream an hour before it starts, and they play in yellow. Mm-hmm. And, the cra- and their fans shout... We all, sorry, sing. We all live in a yellow submarine. To German words, yellow submarine. Right. Right. So I wrote to Sonny, who owned the rights to all Beatles copyright songs. And I've done lots of Beatles books. Of course. And I did a Beatles lyrics book, and they, Sonny, fucking Sonny, charged me 70,000 quid (laughs) to reproduce the words of Beatles songs, which they own in the book. So I wrote to Sonny and said, are you going to charge every television company in the world who transmits football games in which you can clearly hear the Borussia Dortmund crowd singing to the tune of We All Live in a Submarine? You are charging money for the subscription, so it's commercial. Are you going to charge them, the club, for singing a copyright song. They never replied. <laughs> <laughs> but you never got a reply. Okay, lovely. 
Um, we're going to win, though. You, you mentioned we're going to win. What do you reckon, David? I mean, you know, it's they're a good team. They're top of the Bundesliga. We're not, he's, he's not going to rest players, is he, like last season, the Champions League. We didn't have our strongest team. Surely not this time of the season. So on a, you know, We did that against Monaco and, yep, you know, yep. tuned down within yep. what, 20 minutes or something. Yep. So on a personal note, this is my first ever Champions League oh, game. Lovely. I'm going to Wednesday nice. night, living out in Australia. Um, the last time I saw Spurs play at Wembley, unfortunately, was the 1993 FA Cup semi-final when Donkey scored 93. the winner. Okay, so I so remind me 93. It was it was Donkey scored the winner. So what I'm saying is is that I I will break the Wembley curse from Australia. Right. Um, we're going to win two one, um, okay. and um, we'll kick off the Champions League in style. You know, it's a different stadium, don't you? And there is no curse. There's no curse. And there is no curse. No. What do you reckon, Mike? There's there's something. I think the, the, the I mean the Burnley was the last game when the Burnley was game. Burnley. The ball doesn't seem to move as quickly. I don't know if it's the grass or there's no atmosphere. You <laughs> start chanting, <laughs> it just yeah. disappears into the air. Yeah. Acoustically, it's awful. So I don't think that noise is trans. Well, it's not translating like anything like the White Hart Lane crowd did. Sure, it's just, Paul, you it's just responsible a really for that drum stadium, <laughs> the Chelsea game. That at the Chelsea game at Wembley, they had it sounds to me an artificially background. They did. They Not. piped in a drum, it was didn't they? So drummers there, drumming live. Everybody was going mad. It was yeah. so silly when they got the crowd with lungs. Mm. Why should you have this? Well, well, it was actually a Ringo drum beat, but Sony <laughs> called up and then said, "You got to stop this right away." So that's what the problem was. <laughs> Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney was. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Didn't John make that joke? It's more than a joke. When I was in Abbey Road watching them playing, yeah. <laughs> and if it was a new tune, a new background, Paul would say, this is how you do it, Ringo. Yeah. And, sorry, he didn't say Ringo, he said Richie. And, he had to, and Paul would take over the drum kit and play it. And, of course, Ringo looked appalled, but it was so much better. So he would tell him how to do it. So it was more than a joke. Oh it was a dig. Goodness what years that. were you in those out of interest as a Beatles fan? Can you remember what years, what albums you, you watched? Them in that, I was in, with them 66 to... 66, so Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant, Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Well, back, to, back to Spurs, back to Spurs. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Just, just, Hold just, on, one uh, more question, one more question. Were, was Paul an Everton fan? Or is, is, there, is there any football fans amongst the Beatles? This is a very good question. Uh, when I was doing the book all those decades ago, and I met all the parents who were alive. That was Paul's dad, John's Aunt Mimi, who brought him up, George's mum and dad, and I actually tracked down Ringo's real father, who left when Ringo was a little boy. So I saw them all, got the whole story, and none of them came from football families. And I talked to all four Beatles and say, when you were young lads, did you support a team? And... None of them went to football games. What, because from the age of 13 and 14, they were playing in a group, the Quarrymen, and they were spending all their spare time. So, first of all, they didn't inherit the love for a football team. Sure. Secondly, they were busy doing other things. And they didn't actually believe in sport. Or phys- they didn't play football on the street. The most that any of them ever did, and I cross-examined them, 
when there were lads, what they did, their activities. Were you in the Cubs? Were you in the Scouts? Which they were. And only John had a regular sporting activity, apart from fucking, which was (laughs) swimming. He went swimming. (laughs) Swimming and fucking, ladies and gentlemen. That's the title of tonight's show. That's the title of the show when this goes out. Absolutely. When it came to the the Sergeant Pepper cover, and... I saw the whole of the Sgt. Pepper album and I saw Peter Blake arriving and all the people arriving. I knew it was in their mind. They wanted 50-odd legendary figures from their youth and the present day. So they had artists and composers and everything else. And I said to them, when I saw the line-up, you haven't got a footballer. There's not one footballer in all that. There are more writers than singers in the, in the Sergeant Pepper cover. And they thought about it, and John said, what about Albert Stubbins? I said, why you thought Albert Stubbins? Did you ever see him play? No, but his name is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Albert Stubbins was a, a household name when he was growing up. Played for Everton, I think. Liverpool as well. So Albert Stubbins is on the lineup, and it was thanks to me saying it. In recent years, I've seen Paul interviewed and he said, oh, yes, I was always an Everton fan. And that's <laughs> shite. <laughs> <laughs> what it must mean is, looking back, probably he had a lot, very large family and he had lots of aunties and cousins and everything else. And probably he was technically an Everton. He wasn't an Everton family like Wayne Rooney came from an Everton family. Yeah. And it's true he slept in his Everton strip, his Everton pyjamas. But Paul probably did, if you think about it, Paul comes from an Irish Liverpool background and that's almost brought up in your mother's milk. So probably he did think about him, but he never told me at the time. So it's a great shame that none of them were football fans. Although there was a swimmer on the cover, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Johnny Weissmuller. That's right, Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's sorry, it. But, sorry, sorry. Who doesn't want to hear about the Beatles? <laughs> Beautiful. Um, just another quick promo. If you are going to Wembley and you want to get something to eat beforehand, we've got a deal with Bistro Deluxe Brasserie on Baker Street, which is very good. And if you mention the Spurs show, not only do you get a free pint, they're doing uh, deals on three-course meals. Jump on the Bakerloo line through to Wembley if you don't want to eat uh, the overpriced food at Wembley, which is exorbitant. Um, Saturday, 5.30, quite annoying kickoff. 5.30 on a Saturday, we've got Swansea City at home. Is it's, it, 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 it's, it's a given three points, isn't it, David? Is it on BT Sport? Or is, is, it, that, is, it, it is, it's live on BT Sport. BT Sport so is, is my, how biggest, many show up. my biggest hatred. Most of us. I actually hate Sky because for the last two seasons they've upped the sound effects. So you can't. You, all you hear is the crowd noise, which drowns out the commentators. I mean, the commentators are banal and boring. I've got, I've got enough cliched thoughts about the game in my head, but you can't hear. But what BT Sport does on their 5:30 game, just after the second half starts, they flash up the scores on the games that have taken place, visually and audibly. And I go absolutely spam drinking my third glass of Beaujolais in the afternoon and I go like this and I can't do it because I go to bed at 5 to 10 
and have what, done every night you go to bed at five every night I'm going to bed tonight really? five, five and I've always done that even when I was a young really? lad so I set the video for a match of the day to watch it on Sunday morning and I make a great effort to tell my children and my family and ever don't tell me the scores on no account because I want to <laughs> watch match of the day <laughs> Everton got <laughs> stopped it's not the like so BT Sports <laughs> suddenly tells you all the scores now if you're a real football fan which you all are here you know them so why are they doing them and if you're a weirdo like me who deliberately doesn't know them I go spare honestly I shout and scream <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not at Wembley, you right. won't be watching. In like, well, you, you won't watch it just at the, the beginning of the second half. When the it's live at five thirty. Well, apparently yeah. so. It's live yeah. at five thirty. There we are. Hold on. So what, what, when you go to a, will you be going on Wednesday? Will you go? What happens on night games? Five to ten comes around. Oh, I don't get the evening. No, I don't get. Oh, you won't. Right. No, I don't get. Really, we better get a move First on here. Of all, it really, <laughs> it's quarter <laughs> ten now. Well, let's let's look. He's going to get a bed. Uh, just for this show, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you. In a few days. <laughs> Come on, you Spurs! <laughs> This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Sports Social Podcast Network.